Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Editor-at-Large of Recode. You may know me as the admin and only member of the subreddit called The Kara, but in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today, we're going to play a live interview I just conducted with Steve Huffman, the CEO of Reddit. I last interviewed Steve on this podcast back in 2017 after he came under fire for editing comments made by Donald Trump's supporters on the site. And more recently, Reddit has quarantined its most popular pro-Trump community, called the Donald, for hosting violent threats and violating other site policies. This interview was recorded live at Manny's, which is a bar and event space in San Francisco's Mission District. So let's go there now to hear my interview with Reddit CEO Steve Huffman. Steve and I have, have done interviews several times, and we were going to tape this in our studio at uh, Vox Media. But I thought one of the things that I like is a live audience. And Steve is not everybody uh, can do a live audience very easily or be very interesting, but Steve is absolutely terrific interview. We've done many over the years, um, and I thought he would be great. It was either him or a venture capitalist from Andreessen Horowitz, and I can tell you, you didn't, you don't want to see that uh, <laughs> live. Um, he was great. He was great, but really, not. A, you don't want to hear about um, cap tables, I think, right now, which was fascinating um, to me, not really, but sort of. Um, in any case, uh, Steve obviously is the one of the founders, a longtime entrepreneur, founder of, uh, he did Hipmunk, he did all kinds of companies, but the most famous, obviously, is Reddit, which he, how many of you co-founded? Was you and Alexis? It was Alexis and I, technically, um, right. two of us, and then Aaron Swartz and Chris Slow, who's our CTO now, right. joined us about six months later. Anyway, co-founder of Reddit, which I think is a very well-known uh, site uh, and 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 service and and communication service. What, how do you call? What do you call Reddit? It's now? actually a really good question. <clears throat> I, I definitely use the line that we're not social media. Okay, good um, good thing these days. But right, but you know the the idea that we're either a tech company or a media company. Um, I think the reality is we're both. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this was. This is probably one of those questions that I'll have a better answer maybe 10 years from now looking back. Mm-hmm. But my honest answer is, I don't know, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. All right. So I want to do very quickly for those who aren't familiar. I think most people are familiar with Reddit. Most people show of hands who are familiar with Reddit and how it works. Okay, everybody. You came back how many years ago? Four years. Four years and last week. The, you came back and started on to try to figure out what went wrong with Reddit, really, and try to fix it? Or what was the... Well, yeah, I mean, my mentality was twofold. Um, you, know, you had be- left. I'd left Reddit. So I was with Reddit for the first five years. Uh, and then I left for five years, um, and I was slinging plane tickets at Hitmonk. And coming back to Reddit, I, I had mixed feelings. Because in, in some sense, yes, there was an aspect of 
can we fix Reddit? But really what was behind that was, I think, and I thought, I, I do now and thought then, Reddit is, is a truly incredible place and an incredible thing. And it's unfortunately, you know, wasn't known as such. Maybe for our core users, but popularly not known as such. And, uh, and it was actively committing suicide. Mm -hmm. is, is, is how I viewed it at the time. Why do you say that? Because... Well, you know, part of it was, you know, getting up the motivation to actually come back, right? Mm -hmm. We have to tell ourselves these stories. So I was like, if I don't come back, it's going to die. Um, now, whether that was true or not, I would say we were doing very efficiently the checklist of things a company would do to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. We uh, weren't hiring. Uh, we were in the press for all of the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. um, our users were in open revolt. Mm -hmm. Uh, the employee morale was was very low. Um, <clears throat> the product wasn't changing. And so a lot of things going wrong. Uh, what was going right is that we were growing. And, and so this is one of the things that, that just from a pure business point of view, uh, made me then and continues to make me really optimistic about Reddit is that even during our darkest days, we were growing, mm -hmm. which means something, you know, is working. Right. So something is working. You were at the, the front end, I would say, sort of the John the Baptist of really awful internet memes, really awful conversations, racism, sexism, things like that, way before this was a thing. At the, uh, it sort of infected all the other sites. Talk about how that occurred. Now, I know you don't agree with everything. A lot, there's tons of great stuff on Reddit. I know that. I know that. But, you, but a lot of the ones that were more controversial were terrible. Um, it is true the ones that were more controversial were terrible. I wouldn't say we um, pioneered any of these things. No, 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 no. I don't mean to say but you got the attention for this way before everybody we else. Reddit was the first site that got most of the attention around Fairly us. or not, we got a lot of attention for okay. this. Um, and, and that was troubling, mm -hmm. both the fact that it existed and that's what we were known for. Right. Um, because we, you know, again, then and, and even less so now, we're talking about actually a very small percentage of our users mm -hmm. who had a disproportionately loud voice. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that's changed over the years at Reddit, and it's been a, a personal learning of mine and, and for the company, is when we started Reddit, the idea behind Reddit is that this will be a, a, a real place. This is a bullshit-free place. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it came from a point of view of marketing is lying to me, the media is lying to me, everything is kind of manicured and, and just not real. And we want a place that's actually real. Right. And so we had this idea, and, and we have more or less enforced it in the beginning, is, is we're not going to remove things. And so for the most part, this meant um, we're not going to remove content. We actually didn't, didn't even really even have spam, let alone hate. Mm -hmm. um, it mostly meant we'd let swear words survive and content critical of us. Mm -hmm. Um, but that did lend a certain amount of authenticity to Reddit. And so it's easy to say things like, you know, we're not going to remove things or, you know, some kind of free speech argument mm -hmm. when your values aren't being tested, when it's right. easy to say so. Um, it gets a lot more challenging. And these were in those years, that kind of 2010 to 15 era. Um, and even, so I came back in 2015 and we're immediately wrestling with these issues of, mm -hmm. well, we don't want to remove things. We don't want to undermine the authenticity of Reddit, but this stuff is wrong. Mm -hmm. And finding our voice on those issues was a, a real challenge. Right. Because um, we had to like really test our values and f find ways to justify doing what we knew in our heart to be the right thing, but 
wasn't supported by our policies um, or wasn't supported by our previous words. And so there's a disconnect there that we had to close. Oh, 100%. And the reason I, I'm saying, not, I don't mean to imply that everything I read is awful. That's not the case. There's some wonderful, vibrant, there's lots, most of them are wonderful, vibrant communities. But you were the first to see these problems and have to deal with them quickly. And this was pre-Donald Trump, pre a lot of the controversials about white nationalism, Alex Jones, everything else. You all faced it early. Yeah, and one of the reasons for that is that Reddit is, um, one, well-organized. Um, that is to say, our users self-organize into communities. Yeah, exactly. So if you're looking for a particular piece of content, whether uh, it was the bad stuff or more commonly, some really good stuff, you know. Knitting. Knitting, actually, is a community I actually really enjoy. Um, <clears throat> we can get into that, I hope. Um, uh, no. Uh, it was, <laughs> I think there's something really important about um, the, the commonality of the human experience that mm -hmm. we don't get to see in our day-to-day -day lives. Right. That might even come through in a community, community like knitting. For me, it's actually the cross-stitch community. Okay, nevertheless, so Reddit, Reddit is a little bit different in that it's, it's well-organized, so you, it's, you can find what you're looking for, and it's public, mm -hmm. right? We're not behind logins. That was very important to us. We're not behind logins. We're not in a, in a you know, AI-generated custom feed for you. Right. Um, it's really human-powered. And so, for better or for worse, at the time it created new challenges, but I think overall for Reddit, it's a, it's a, it's a healthy symptom of the fact that Reddit is a reflection of what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. But the challenge was our early internet users were also of the kind of techie, trolley variety um, and were adept at you know, manipulating the system and mm -hmm. taking advantage of it. Right. Um, whether to spread hate or more commonly, just to kind of waste everybody's time. Right, to, be to make trouble. Yes. So talk about when you got back, how you thought to deal with this, because initially it was really up and down for you. It was really challenging. Um, I, I, I mean, it was within my first week. Um, we we're talking about a community whose name I don't even like to say, but a, a nasty racist community. And we're trying to find the, the argument for removing them. Mm -hmm. And we went back and forth on this um, for uh, a couple of weeks. And finally, I, I remember... What were the back and forth arguments? See, I would have um, been like, take it down. <clears throat> well, that was an argument. Right. Um, and it was an argument we all kind of fall back on. It's like, we know what the answer is here. How can we get there? Right. Um, and the challenge is, you know, defining, you know, what we're actually talking about. Mm -hmm. Is this hate or is it not? And these users, we kind of chased them around the site and they would do really sinister things. For example, communities of, of news of only black people committing crimes. Mm -hmm. Major news sources, right? No commentary, no anything. So things like that, like, but we know like, hey, this is wrong. So... During that discussion, that's actually where we created the quarantine feature. Mm -hmm. Like we don't I want to get to that. The yeah, it was like we're not sure quite how to ban it yet or how to justify this. Mm -hmm. um, but this is not what we want users seeing. This is not what we want to be representing to the world. So we're going to put them in this like this kind of list of sanctions. Um, and then the day before, so we, like the Iraqis. But go ahead. <laughs> the day before we applied the quarantining feature, um, I woke up and I just said, you know what? Fundamentally, what this community is doing, uh, amongst other things, is wasting our time. Mm -hmm. They're attacking this company. They're deliberately posting nasty stuff, and then they go to the press, maybe you, right. and say, hey, look at this nasty stuff on Reddit. Would you write about it? And, and they're doing this to, to attack our company, to waste our time, to get everybody spun up. And fundamentally, we just have more important things to worry about. Um, you know, what we're trying to do is 
Like what Reddit does really well is gives people a sense of community and belonging. Right. That's the prize. We think that's an important glue of society. And these people are preventing us from doing that. So you know what? We're going to ban them. We're going to ban them on the grounds that they are in the way of our mission. Um, and over the coming months, we've refined our content policies. And even since between you and I last spoke, mm-hmm. we've made a number of iterations right. for our policies um, to kind of provide more clarity on these issues, both for our decision-making and for the public. So when you make these decisions, one of the things that I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want to do, Jack Dorsey, we don't want to decide. That's their always their fallback position, except that they created it and made it. So, that, But they don't want to take responsibility for the private company that it is um, and make decisions. Talk about, you, you probably have, there's a lot of people, I know Alexis was like that, uh, your, your other co-founder. Why is that a mentality that you feel like you don't want to decide even though you all created the platforms? The challenge here is that, speaking for Reddit specifically, is is that we didn't create Reddit. Our users created Reddit. And we believe this very strongly. And if we zoom out of Reddit for a second and just talk about the internet, the difference between the internet and the media and landscape that existed before it is that on the internet, everybody has a voice, mm-hmm. right? And everybody can share what they know, what they're thinking, you know, whatever. And this has been an overwhelmingly positive change, I think, for humanity, right? Has mm-hmm. elevated and educated, you know, billions of people. And at the same time, people will present themselves in ways that might conflict with our values. Sometimes very much so, and sometimes in ways where it might be an actually a simple political disagreement. And, and so now we start getting into the discussion of um, who should choose what people can and can't say. Mm-hmm. And I do believe it's problematic for a private company, or even worse, me as an individual, or God help us all, the government, to mm-hmm. be deciding what people can and can't say, right. which ideas live and survive. Uh, we believe that that power really lies within people. So in the United States, that means all of us. It means publishers and, and journalists. Um, who are really debating these ideas publicly. Um, and, and that's kind of the founding principle of this country. And so on Reddit, the ideal case is that our users do this. And Reddit, more than the other platforms, much more so our users do do this. Well, you know, you can't distinguish between Reddit and a Facebook because that's a highly controlled environment. Even though they're pretending it's not, it's highly controlled in every aspect of right. it. You sign in, these news feeds are th- thrown at you. There's an av- a huge advertising business built on your data. It's not this, oh, hey, we're all sort of hippies here because someone's a billionaire and someone isn't. The challenge with uh, Facebook specifically mm-hmm. is that um, the feeds were engineered. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily by people, but by algorithms. Right. And, and by people, I mean employees. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it was optimizing to the wrong thing. You know, now we look back, it's so obvious. Oh, if you're optimizing for, um, you know, engagement or time on site, the end result is you're going to get this clickbaity, angry politics, emotional mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was a, I don't think, you know, there was a, a, a moral imperative behind that one way or the other, other than optimizing for time on site and revenue. Um, we are different because our users do that. And so while I do uh, think it's problematic, though obviously not unheard of, we do make decisions on what, at some level, we have our content policy of what is allowed or not as allowed on our site. Uh, but more importantly, um, our users and moderators do that at a far greater scale. And we mm-hmm. think that scale is much better. For example, um, Facebook got in trouble uh, last year 
or maybe two years ago, when they started deciding which news sources were valid or not. Right. Right. And they shut, they ended up killing a bunch of publications, right? Mm -hmm. or, or putting them on near death because they just cut off traffic to them. Google's done that before yeah. too. Because some decision that somebody made, mm -hmm. um, inadvertent or not. Uh, no, our, Google did. It was called like Aardvark or some stupid sure. childish name um, they have for ruining people's so, businesses. Uh, we don't. We don't do that. They do. They name it stuff like that. Right. So we, we don't. Uh, we don't choose which news publications survive or not. Mm -hmm. um, but our news communities are amongst our most strictly moderated. They right. do. Our news has actually a list of publications that are allowed, mm -hmm. um, and only external links are allowed. And so the end result, it's uh, the end result is, or, or think about it this way: two very different headlines. Mm -hmm. Reddit bans, you know, whatever newsource.com. Hugely problematic, biased, this and that. Oh my gosh, the whole world's on fire. Or this community decides to ban it. Fine, whatever. We'll go to a different community. Right. It's very different. So um, we try to work towards how can we empower the users um, to make the selection. To, to make this selection, mm -hmm. our communities to make the selection, and then grow as many communities as possible. In some cases, though, you do have to make the selection. Of course. So talk a little bit about what happened just recently with is the Donald, right? Yes. The Donald. Uh, explain. So the Donald, um, the Donald is a community on Reddit. Uh, they are self-described as a never-ending uh, rally for the president, mm -hmm. which I think is important um, in this context if we just consider the behavior of people at those rallies. Yeah. So it's been uh, a, a challenge for us because they, first of all, Reddit has the far right in the Donald and the far left and everyone in between. Mm -hmm. And so... We, I mean, we see that, right? They go after each other. They both go after me. It's something we're living fairly viscerally. The Donald, if you ask the far left, you know, that's where, that's where Nazis are born and bred. <clears throat> uh, I think a little bit closer to reality is that their ethos is less in hate and more in, like, pissing off liberals, mm -hmm. which is annoying, and they're really good at it, and is not against our content policy. Mm -hmm. However, um, we have seen in that community... Um, behavior that does violate our content policies. Mm -hmm. So in this particular case, we have a policy against inciting or glorifying violence. Right. And most recently, there were comments uh, suggesting violence towards uh, police officers, ironically, uh, you know, given their politics, uh, in Oregon during that whole thing. Uh, we saw some of those comments reported and banned by moderators, which is what we would expect when there's rule-violating right. content. We saw other uh, of those comments not reported, therefore not banned, and even upvoted. So what we did with quarantine in this case is it basically puts a splash page on the Donald and says, like, there's violent content here. We expect change. It sends a warning to both the moderators you and the community. You put the splash on it. You put, go ahead, sorry. It's at the splash page. The, the, the warning is basically saying, we expect you to hold yourselves to a higher standard. You're trending in the wrong direction. Right. Um, the or moderators... Is there an or else anywhere in there? Well, it's implied. Right. Right. If they don't get a hold of this, it's problematic um, for us and for that community and I think for our country. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that can go all the way to a ban. It could go the other way and, and result in the, the removal of the quarantine. But in order for that to happen, we would have to see a real concerted effort to make a change Mm -hmm. uh, and ownership of this challenge. I haven't seen it yet. Right. And so this gets back to my point of if they are self-described a never-ending rally for the presidents, um, and we can all see the behavior of people at those rallies, and this is a digital version of that, uh, I think they have their work cut out for them. So what, when do you decide what to do? Because I remember talking to 
Facebook people and Twitter people around Alex Jones. Um, and one of the things that drove me crazy, I had I gotten discussions with a lot of the executives there about this. And I was like, you're going to be taking him off, so you might as well do it now. That's the end result. You're going to do it because he's broken the rules a million times. And they're like, well, we're considering him mulling. I said, yeah, but in the end, you're going to take him off. Three weeks, four weeks, it's, it's, he's coming off. I can just, you can always yep. just see, you can see the in the distance where it's going. And it was fascinating because they weren't particularly resistant. It just was the, the sort of slow roll to the inevitable. Um, what do you, how do you, Think of a quarantine versus a ban. You expect them to do what? What? What can they? Right. Anyway, at Facebook, what they did, which I thought was really interesting, it's like, well, we have a, we have a bunch of like strikes on them, and I was like, well, how many strikes? Well, we can't say because if they know, they'll game it up until the blank strike. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Why don't you just say you have three strikes and then we're going to take you out, like or whatever. It, it turned out it's, to be nine, and yeah. it was like the greatest. It was nine at Facebook, just so you know, and it was the biggest secret. Oh, don't tell them nine because they'll know. And I was like, I just I didn't even understand the mentality of that. I mean, I can understand it a little bit. I don't know why it was nine, but go uh, I don't know why it's nine either. Okay, um, but I'm sure they have a reason. Look, and, and, and they have their reasons. I can say in our own policies, I had this uh, idea when I came back to Reddit in 2015, watching all this stuff, and I was like, you know what, Reddit needs clear, crystal clear policies. Mm -hmm. Draw a line and enforce it really aggressively. Enforcement is critical. Um, the challenge is, wherever we would draw that line, the users would go right up to it and stick yes. their nose over it and just waste our time. Right. So actually our policies are deliberately, they leave a little wiggle room. Mm -hmm. I think that room for interpretation is important because we have to adapt with the, the changing situation. So communities that get banned on Reddit are the ones where they're in consistent violation of our policies. The moderators are not cooperative. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just no way they're going to recover. What we're talking about with the Donald is a community dedicated to the president. And so I do think we have to acknowledge that the era in which we live. Mm -hmm. We live in an era where two reasonable people can have a spirited debate about whether or not the president of the United States should be allowed to tweet. Mm -hmm. So... I think that like, debate's over, but go ahead. That... <laughs> The, the fact that that's like a question is, is absurd. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and so political speech is amongst the most sacred in our country. Right. And we do believe that. And removing a community that represents political views um, of a large percentage of our population, I think, is deeply problematic. But that at the same time, it doesn't mean uh, a community can use that as a, as a shield to behave uh, dangerously. So you're talking about the Donald moving in the wrong direction. And of course, we saw the physical manifestation of that at the rally, the send her back uh, chanting, um, which I think is sticking their nose over the, you know, that's a version of that. Because mm -hmm. um, it's not quite violent, but it's not quite not, but you know what I mean? It's kind yes. of in that sort of weird space that's offensive and yet not necessarily dangerous, but is really. When do you decide whether they're gotten better and what is better it's a it's so a I'm great wondering why not ban why not just like are they not going to get better or just you can't do that yet it's a i think you're asking really good questions and these are questions we are asking ourselves um if i thought uh similar to what you're talking about with alex jones before if i thought the answer if i thought it was inevitable we would just do it mm -hmm. because as the ceo i don't want to waste time on something that's inevitable mm -hmm. and we have made decisions like that in the past right there's just no hope here we don't have the perfect words but we're not gonna spend any more time on this. Mm -hmm. I, I have in mind 
uh, if a a series of things they could do that would that would be a steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, w- without going into specifics, um, one of the things I would like to see is ownership of. We are going to support the president, but we are not going to have anything remotely violent on this community. And we are going to enforce that ruthlessly. Mm -hmm. If I saw that message and then I saw them do that in the data, Mm -hmm. that would be a compelling argument. Mm -hmm. Instead, we saw a a, a YouTube video stickied on the top that was the equivalent of send her back. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I saw that and me and our policy lead, Jessica, were like, well, doesn't look like they want to be on quarantine next week. Right. So... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, you're right. It's not in violation of our content policy. Right. It's, it's gross. And, and you can play that forward and see how that's problematic. Mm-hmm. But I can also play forward how forbidding that sort of language, even though it's like deeply in contrast to my own personal values, mm-hmm. is also problematic. We're going to take a quick break now. But we'll be back after this with Steve Huffman, the CEO of Reddit. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Click, 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 click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. And so getting to the idea of your responsibility to do something about it, given you create, I know you're, you're, you're much more user generated. It's such a different experience. Well, you're sort of between past Twitter, Twitter's closer to Facebook, but they're closer to, they're sort of in the middle. It's kind of a free for all there too. Uh, very much less organized and very few, no moderators whatsoever in which changes the, the equation quite a bit. Um, what, what is the? I want you to talk to the bigger ethos in Silicon Valley because I've still not understood it correctly. Um, why not take responsibility for the content on your platform? I just was thinking we had uh, when we were on Recode uh, or All Things D, we had a lot of comments on our site, and we a lot of them were just vile and just not conducive to community. Mm-hmm. Just a, a pain in the ass. They were just. Cr- a lot of crazy people. When Steve Jobs died, there was all these, he had AIDS, and then there was a whole anti-gay thing. It went on and on. Like, And we, yeah. we have a very small staff, and we didn't want to moderate. We so were sick of it. So what's the status of those comments I, now? I got rid of all of them. I just made the decision, like, yeah. no more comments. You can go to Twitter if you want to yell at me. Sounds good. Um, and what was really interesting is I got a series of emails from a couple of them, because one guy kept coming back and being vile all over the place and kept changing his, all kinds of tricks. It was mm-hmm. exhausting to try mm-hmm. to chase this guy. But he wasn't too smart, so we could always figure out it was him once again. So it was kind of your dumb and yet persistent. So totally. you should do it. Like, you know what I mean? It was really interesting, oh, the kind of energy he put into fucking with us. Yes. Um, and what was really interesting is he kept writing me these emails like, 
you, and he got me on Twitter, like, you can't do that. I have a right to say what I want. And I said, not on my fucking website. Like, go over to Twitter. And you, you know what I mean? It's my yes. website. I say no. And he goes, you can't say no. I go, he goes, it's a free country. It's a free speech. I go, Congress shall, and I have this obsession with the First Amendment. I'm like, Congress shall make law. Kara Swisher can make whatever friggin' law she wants. <laughs> and she's going to say, you get off of my site. And so it was a really interesting debate at the time. This was years and years ago. But I remember sort of the mentality of being able to say and do whatever you want. But and then I thought, I'll just take responsibility for it. And eventually, that's where, it ha that's where all our comments happen. Why, there's an overwhelming feeling here of not doing that. And I'm not I get part of it, but other parts, I'm like, you just don't want to face the music of that. Well, if we were to do what you did and right. get rid of comments... right. Reddit's well, yes, gone. of course. Yes, I got that. I got that. <laughs> well, but no, but I, that's the point. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. And so. No, I meant more vile, you know, more stuff that's so obviously not. Well, the stuff that's obviously bad. Yeah. Is gone. Right. You know, the edge, the line for us right now is the Donald. Political com, the Donald. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's. So it's, and it's moved. Oh, of course it's moved. We've, since you and I last spoke. Right. Um, We've uh, updated our policies on harassing and bullying. We've updated our policies on violence. We've built out a massive team, mm -hmm. our, our anti-evil team, both in the engineering it's and operations. It's called the anti-evil team? Anti-evil, yes. Okay. Um, Do you have uniforms? Uh, secret uniforms, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. uh, hoodies and plaid, yes. So um, we have actually, I think, on what, what yes, I would, you've moved. What I would uh, perceive as vile, we've done a, a lot there. Now there's always more, um, and and whenever we ban a community, I always think like, how could we have put on, put ourselves in a position for the, you know, the community to have done this for themselves? Mm -hmm. And so, um, we have this joke when I was in the computer science department that mm -hmm. that brute force is the second best solution to every problem. Okay. So my fantasy is <laughs> a little that one computing day, joking. Go right, ahead. Yeah, that that the Reddit community people, which really is not just it's not like redditors, right? It's people. Right, mm -hmm. we're pretty massive now. Uh, can do this for themselves. But in present day, we have to intervene because something does need to be done. Right. And so we do. Um, but we're very different from certainly Facebook and even for Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. One of the reasons is um, in the downvote. So for example, all of our content has upvotes, which is the equivalent of Twitter with the hearts or likes or retweets, right. you know, whatever they are, the positive affirmations you see around the internet. The downvote is really important because- They don't have a don't like, but go they ahead. They don't. They don't. Uh, it's, it's really important because I think that's where culture is defined. That's where people say this behavior um, or these words are not allowed here. I don't care what the rules are. I, as an individual, say no. And you can see the effect of this. You know, go, you go on Twitter, everything Donald Trump tweets, he gets fifty to 80,000 hearts or whatever. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's the most popular guy in the country. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, he is. Mm -hmm. If he did that same thing on Reddit, he might get the same 50 or 1,000 upvotes, but he'd also probably get a million downvotes. Mm -hmm. And I think that'd be a really clear message that what you're saying is not welcome here. Mm -hmm. um, and we think this is really powerful. And so when I talk about empowering people, even through something as simple as the downvote, um, that allows us to scale in ways that our peers can't. One of our sayings is the only thing that scales with users is users. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll get off my soapbox or maybe mm -hmm. you'll give me another opportunity yes, to get on it. No. Um, um, but one of the life, less, life lessons I've learned from Reddit is that people when they're in the right context, will do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, people are actually fundamentally good. This is my deeply held belief, and I've oh. learned this at Reddit, and I've so seen this. So opposite to my point of view, but go ahead. Well, um, spend more time on Reddit. <laughs> um, and, and so 
empowering our communities, empowering our moderators, letting them define the rules and the culture and, and express their values, I think is, is not only the only way that we'll survive, I think it's the only way that a user-powered platform like ours can survive in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, you know, my, my, point, my point of view is sort of Oscar Wilde's, which was we're all on the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars, not many, um, with the idea that we're at the bottom. Anyway, I, good thing I'm not running Reddit. Um, so when you, when you think about that, one of the issues is right versus left. You know, I've spent a lot of time in Washington recently, and I'm engaging with a lot of the people on the right to talk about whether they're being shadow banned, whatever they're their mm -hmm. conspiracy theory of the of the moment is, and it's it is. It's just not hap It's not happening that way. They tend to violate more, from what I can figure out. The Donald I, bans more users than right. just about any other community. Right, right, because there's more violations of it. How do you answer that I, from the right? Um, I want I, I want to engage. Like I'm I'm going to be doing a podcast with Josh Hawley, and we had a discussion before, and some of his proposals are really interesting around regulation of tech, and they're smart, and he's obviously he's a very smart lawyer and everything else. And then he goes off on a on the shadow banning stuff in a in a way that is just absolutely wrong. Like from what every reporting mm -hmm. bit of reporting I've done, and I said, look, if you're going to go off on to crazy town, I'm going to shut you down like real hard. So just be aware of that. I want to talk about the smart things you want to do. And, and they, from, from Cruz, all of them really do truly believe this. Scaramucci, all of them believe it. And Donald Trump obviously says that all the time. How do you respond to that right versus left, like that you're, you're favoring? And, I mean, and, and Trump just did it this week, is we're not insulting the squad, we're insulting his racist remarks and not their racist remarks. I mean, it's, it's an absurd claim. Mm -hmm. It's an absurd claim. It's how could you possibly make the claim that um, the right is being silenced in this country where Donald Trump is president and they control the Senate and they control the House for years? Yes, I know. That's, it's sore losers. That's, 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 sore winners, I call them. Um, Sorry. Correct. Um, one thing, uh, experience I've had, though, talking with um, politicians on both the right and the left is actually this message of we don't want to be the arbiter of truth. That is the job of journalists. That mm -hmm. is the job of people, of society. And we are going to orient our platform around that idea. Actually resonates really well with both sides. Because mm -hmm. I think it's fundamentally, in a, and it's an American idea, and it's, it's one of our earliest ideas. So I, I do believe there's rational thinking on, on both sides around this issue. But I also sense from both of them uh, a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. Right. What are we going to do about this? Right. Whether they're talking about how do we fight hate online or how do we fight the fact that my political views seem to be not welcome or ostracized or this or that. Like, what do we do about this? But if the answer is you don't get to choose politician and private companies, it's problematic as well. But if there is another path that actually resonates with them. Um, so I have some optimism there. Now, maybe they're just, you know, humoring me and, you know, Steve, get out of my office mm -hmm. sort of thing. But um, I do think there is a, a path forward. And what would that be? Because today, you know, you saw the story that the Justice Department is looking into antitrust violations. They didn't name companies, but they said in search services, in retail, in social media, large companies you might oh, we're not going to name. Us. No, they're not coming after you. Uh, <laughs> um, which Facebook, Google, Amazon, essentially. Um, there are there's movement afoot in antitrust. There's regulatory things. Do you are you fearful or or what would you like to see from a regulatory scheme? Because it's coming. Would I love to see the government like F our largest competitors? But yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, that's the best answer I've gotten for a long time. <laughs> um, look, I, I, look, there's, 
uh, it's a conversation. They're going to ask Evan. your largest competitors, but go ahead. Um, and I, honestly, I hope they do it for the right reasons. Okay. I, right. The right reasons would be what is best for business in the U.S. Okay. What what ensures a reasonably level playing field mm-hmm. and not out of spite. Like, okay. you screwed up over here and we're coming after you over here. All right, so what is the problem what they, that they need to solve of these big companies from your perspective? Um, and then we'll get questions from the audience because we've got about an hour, I think. Manny, where's Manny? Well, have, I we mean... Have, in a minute, we'll, we'll start. I mean, presumably they're going to look into whether these companies have an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I could make an argument on both sides very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, one, Google and Facebook control... 80% of the ad spend in the US. So I'd say that's a pretty massive that's mm-hmm. a pretty massive advantage. You know, on the other hand, there are there are benefits that come out of when companies get really big. Uh, the example that I like to screw with myself with is when I think about Bell. Mm-hmm. Right? Bell is a very famous monopoly that was ultimately broken up. Um, but a company with that big and with those resources created Bell Labs, mm-hmm. which created the laser, the cell phone, TCP, which is the internet, mm-hmm. um, satellites, I believe. So you know, I, what, what I don't buy is the, um, the argument that uh, the solution to our, you know, content moderation challenges mm-hmm. um, is because we're so big. Only a big company like That's us. That's their new... Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. No, neither Because we are I. a tiny company compared to them. Right. We're growing. We're about 500 people now, but we were half the size a year ago and half that size the year before. And I think where they are running away from the problem, we're running towards it. Because I actually think we can solve it. I think we can we can present uh, a, a solution at least that scales. So I don't buy this like we're too big to fail or you have to be big to do this sort of stuff argument. You have to be big to fight this, and we're, you have to be big to fight China. They've got a whole bunch in that you have to be big argument area. So what would you see? And then let's get questions from the audience. What would you see as fixing the content moderation issue? Because it's not just, it's content moderation, which is married to hate speech, which is married to people feeling depressed, like it creating mm-hmm. mental issues around our society, which is linked to addiction, which is li- linked to election interference. It's just, it's all a part of a larger spin. Yeah. Well, and, and let's, so if we're going to talk about what should we do, I've said it many times today, which is empower our users, empower our communities. For example, our communities, Reddit doesn't have a formal hate speech policy. Mm-hmm. We have the violent speech policy. But the majority of our top communities have a hate speech policy. They all def- they draw the line in slightly different places because it's a difficult thing to define. And they all enforce it with different levels of strictness. Um, but we think that's a very powerful thing. I think that's very encouraging. They make their own rules. They make their own rules and they enforce them and those rules reflect their values. And I think the values of... Of, of people are, are generally pointed in the right direction mm-hmm. if, if, we, um, if we take advantage of that. Now, if we're talking about, when we talk about like what's going on in the country, mm-hmm. I, I think we face some real challenges. And, and one of the things that I find personally a little dismaying is in all of our talk about politics and tech and the next election and what do we do, we don't spend enough time talking about like uh, the fact that suicide rate is, is skyrocketing and right. the opioid crisis and um, all of the ways that I think we as a society have neglected ourselves. Like the middle class is completely decimated. Mm-hmm. And so it's no surprise to me that people want to turn away from the establishment politics and turn away from our government um, and just find somebody different to do something differently. Um, and, 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 and so I just, I, th- I think we spend more time looking at ourselves, not just as tech companies, but... Um, as Americans and trying to figure out how can we, 
Um, how can we make things better for everybody? Do you blame tech for this, these issues now? Um, I saw a movie last night, The Great Hack, which is coming to, to Netflix on Wednesday, I think. It's about Brexit. It's about the Trump election. It's really the, probably the most depressing documentary I've seen in a long time. Um, to, I, I, I look at Reddit specifically as a reflection of what's going on in the country. Mm-hmm. And so two, three years ago, the Donald was our number two community. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh, not in our top 250 and so to me, that's a reflection of what's going on in the country. Whether or not Reddit existed, I think that the, the cause of that symptom would still exist, which is um, America is not working for the majority of Americans, and so they're looking for something else. I, I think we you know, went the wrong way, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that now, right, quite viscerally. Um, we're not trending in the right direction. But no, I don't think it was tech that caused that. But I do think it's tech that reveals that and, and amplifies some of these views for sure. Okay, we're going to get questions. What is the top community right now, the top two communities? Um, the top two communities, I believe, are Ask Reddit and IAMA. Uh, this is the Ask Me Anything? Yes. Right. Yeah. So our Which blue is, chips. They've been number one and two for a long time. What is the top one that's not one of... I'm just <sighs> curious, what's the trend? That's actually a great question. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, Ask Reddit, I am a news, politics, gaming is very big. Um, those are our biggest categories. Mm-hmm. I'd call them like kind of Reddit, human interest, um, gaming, news and politics, and then entertainment. Mm-hmm. So in top, but not, there's not something particularly... I mean, there is, I just don't know right. off the top of my head. We're going to take another break now. We'll be back after this with Reddit CEO Steve Huffman. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. All right, questions from the audience? Hi, uh, uh, my name is Eric. I'm the communications director for Agatha Basilar. She's actually running for Congress here in San Francisco against Nancy Pelosi. Um, my question is, uh, Pew recently did a survey of the people that use Reddit, and uh, they found that it's 72% male. And I'm just kind of curious uh, to hear your explanation for that. And uh, 
your thoughts on if it has anything to do with the downvote mechanic that you mentioned earlier? Um, it's a great question. Um, we don't know that number because we don't ask our users their gender. Um, but I will say that number is reasonably aligned with what we kind of figure out by looking at our own data. I actually find that number encouraging because when we started Reddit, we were probably 99% male. Um, so we're actually trending in the, in the right direction towards a more balanced user base. Um, but we started, um, Reddit had one community. And our product strategy in that era in 2005 was, I'm going to build things that I like. Uh, and my reasoning for doing so was, uh, I am not unique. There are millions of people just like me. And so if I build things that I like, millions of people will like it. That turned out to be a decent strategy. It also turned out that there are millions of people just like me, but there are not hundreds of millions of people just like me or billions of people just like me. But we started with one community, and the news was programming, tech, gaming, internet memes, categories that are dominated by men, and certainly 15 years ago, even more so. Um, as Reddit's grown, uh, we celebrated our 14th birthday um, like about a month ago. Uh, we've diversified tremendously. And so uh, we're moving in the right direction. So our categories right now cover, I mean, our largest categories are still um, gaming, which is very male-dominated. Um, the news and politics on Reddit, uh, as a category that should be more balanced, but I think it still skews male, um, both out of history and also I think kind of the the tone of some of those conversations can be off-putting. But we also see communities right now growing around fashion and parenting and, um, and hobbies that are of interest predominantly of women. And so I can see the seeds of that growing. And one of our major initiatives right now um, across the company is, is safety. And so making Reddit, uh, making sure that people have good experiences on Reddit, that they're free from harassment and bullying, um, which women face more of online. So I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised at that number. And I think the story arc over the years makes sense, but it is really important to us both, um, well, for a variety of reasons to balance that out. I think most importantly, diversity, you know, whether we're talking about in nature or on our platform or in our workforce, uh, diversity equals resilience. Um, and learning how to grow in new categories with new populations uh, is a requirement for us to be able to grow internationally. And our mission is to bring community and belonging to everybody in the world. That's really what Reddit's product is. And so to bring that to everybody in the world, we have to have everybody in the world on our platform. So that means Reddit has to work for everybody, not just dudes, not just Americans, but everybody. So okay. we've got a long way to go, but I think we're getting there. Okay. Um, let's do one back here. Hi, I'm Josh. Um, I'd just be interested to understand your view of how Facebook moderates and they remunerate their moderators whereas your moderation is largely community and volunteer-driven, and how some of them, I believe in We Are The Nerds, experience similar difficulties as to what Casey found. Um, I missed the last... The last. In, in a book that I read, some of the uh, moderation experience of harassment and yes. violent imageries were experienced by your volunteer moderators, whereas the paid moderators of Facebook are going through similar things. Yeah, so our moderators are users. Um, and they're users who create our communities and they write the rules um, and, and they're, they're volunteers. Um, and, and that's the way Reddit's worked since the beginning. Our relationship with them is, is evolving. Um, right now we have you know, many thousands of moderators that moderate many thousands of communities. One of our larger teams is basically dedicated to moderators and building mod tools. So there's both build mod tools and then also 
uh, work towards the safety of our moderators because we do know they're on the receiving end of harassment more so than the average user and that is problematic and that's not something we want to see into the future. And as I've said many times today, the key to us being able to scale and to achieve our, 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 our mission is to um, empower our communities and in many ways that means empower our moderators and making sure they're having good experiences. So. Uh, I think as with all things, we've made a lot of progress here. We've been chasing down uh, harassment and bullying site-wide and have actually made um, pretty great strides over the last couple of years from being 100% uh, reactive three years ago to being about 98 or so percent proactive today. So we're, we're, um, we're finding a lot more and getting rid of it before it even affects users um, and in particular moderators. Um, but that said, it, finding it, it's, it via how? We'll look at patterns of reports. So um, it's usually a small number of users creating a lot of the problems. So if they create problems over here and get reported, um, then we'll go through and action that user, right? Um, or <clears throat> we'll look for like basically patterns in PMs, um, and, and we can kind of we can see this behavior. Um, we do have a fair amount of machine learning in there and trying to figure out like what's abuse and what's not. And so we're learning, you know, as we grow. But we've we've gotten much more effective at that. So, long story short, is we've made progress there. Um, I guess the specific thing I want to know about is compensation. Compensation, well, it's very different from harassment. So, the way we think about that is there's a, a few steps down the road. What I would like to do is, when I say empower communities, I think there's an extreme version of that, which is where we bring economics into this, allowing communities to have business models. Um, and, and, and hopefully you can use your imagine there, but I think the imagination there, I think there's a lot they can do. And that would open the door to um, having communities having money and potentially moderators having a, a share of that. So I think we're pretty far off, but that's one of my kind of fantasies is, is that we can elevate communities to such a degree that people can actually um, run a business or earn a living on Reddit. Okay, another question right here. Uh, you said that you look at Reddit as either a tech company or as a news company. Uh, I think that Reddit is slowly evolving into a cannon fodder company for uh, machine learning and NLP systems. Like the state-of-the-art generative model that OpenAI basically trained was trained using a data set that was seeded off of Reddit. So what Reddit is basically doing is curating anthropocentric, like human-created data uh, for uh, you know all of your uh, the bots to basically train off of, uh, so GPT-2 or otherwise. Uh, so, uh, do you have any policies in place where you have uh, like a set of rules for what can be passed from your site and what cannot be? And uh, because it's very easy to kind of curate data sets off of and basically build metadata sets off of Reddit and uh, basically train these large uh, machine learning models that can be used as generative models for both uh, propaganda or for hate speech. Yeah, so it sounds like what you're saying is. Um, we shouldn't allow people to scrape Reddit because they can train AI models that can be used for bad things. Um, Reddit is a public platform, right? We cannot control, like, it would, like it would, Reddit wouldn't exist if we didn't make everything public. And so Reddit, yes, is uh, probably one of the largest repositories online of human speech. And that can be used for really wonderful things, and it can be used to create bots that, that do bad things. Um, but that, I, th I think the ethical dilemma there is using bots to do bad things. It's not in uh, making speech or, or humanity publicly available. So I, I think it's actually really important that we 
allow um, Reddit to stay public. Because when I talk about community and belonging, being able to see what's going on in the world and get to see what people think about things all over the world and around any topic is, is critically important. Um, so yes, we do try to limit like people actually scraping us, um, but there's no way we're gonna practically prevent the development of AI. Nor do I think that's even a good idea. Even if it's, because it's typically is used for bad purposes, is your point. It's, it's typically used, well, that's, it's not used for helping humanity. It's used to either help the Russians or sell pampers or whatever the hell they want that, to do with it. That is an absurd claim. Okay, that, that, all right, that, that's right. That just, AI just, is used only for bad things. No, is, no is, of course not. But the, it's, the, the examples have of late been not Well, those positive. are sexy examples. Right? Right. Those are sexy examples. Well, they're not sexy, and, just depressing. Well, well they're, 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 look, they're going to generate clicks for whoever's writing about it. Right. Um, oh, but, that, you know what? Let's put a rest to that. <laughs> journalists, I do not sit around going, oh, this will be clicky. No journalist I've ever met has ever done that, except oh, for maybe Rupert Murdoch. Sure, I believe that. But a lot of all people right. writing things online who aren't journalists. Yes, that's true, but that's different. That's like, there's a lot, oh, anyway. So, yeah, long story short, look, just, AI is inevitable. We are gonna fight, we're gonna face ethical dilemmas with these in the same way that like the technology that powers cars also powers tanks, right? These are, these are human problems and technology moves humanity forward. And I generally believe that's overwhelmingly good. I mean, look at the the state of the world. I know it's easy to get pessimistic, um, but the status quo for humanity is substantially higher now than it was 100 years ago. Um, and I hope that it'll be substantially higher 100 years from now. And so what's important is that we hold ourselves to ethical standards as people and not eliminate you know, technology just because it has a bad use. Right. Well, I think it's easy to get into that. I mean, you can talk about lots of things that AI are going to do, but if you look at any of the technologies, and I don't think it's like out of the realm to realize something like Twitter. I won't do Reddit, for example. It looks like it's Donald Trump's show pony. That's it. Like it's been used in that way. And even though there's tons of great things going on on Twitter, there's funny things, there's wonderful things. There's all things. The the most of the example now is this is governing, and you saw that in the racist tweets you, just this week. But you see governing by it. You see campaigning, you see propaganda by it. So it's not, I'm, we're not looking at the negative, it's just the overwhelming, yeah, the strongest I, I, case for it is that. I, I hear you on that point. And I do think as a, as a tech company, Reddit in particular, we do have a role to play in this, which is that the volume of any particular viewpoint on Reddit, good or bad, is in proportion to the number of people who actually have it. That Reddit, to the extent that I believe it is and should be a reflection of what's going on in society, it should be an accurate reflection of what's going on in society. Um, and, and that means our systems aren't being gamed. We're not being manipulated by bots or more commonly uh, Americans with a political agenda. Mm -hmm. That we're presenting a, a fair and accurate view of the world. And so as a tech company, that's where I think we have the most control. Um, and, and I think when we do a good job at that, that's when we see wonderful things occur. Mm -hmm. when, we were, when we were not doing a good job at that, that's when we saw uh, the bad behavior take over. Um, but if you go to Reddit today, the vast majority of our content is this really interesting view, this glimpse into humanity that we wouldn't otherwise see. And I would love to train AI models on the best of humanity. And, but we also, I fully right, admit, we will hold ourselves to as high standard as possible towards that end. And you have time for one more question or not? We have time for one more question. One more question. Oh, I'd like to get you. Right there. Okay. 
to get a lady. By the way, I didn't understand any of the terminology that he used. AI bad. No, it's not. Okay. Yes, it is. Nothing. I don't understand anything. <laughs> AI is like the two words that either are like <laughs> like world peace or the end of days. It, like the the reality is um, it's so somewhere could, in the middle. It, just the fact that it so could be the end of days is why people are nervous about it. That's why. Hi, I'm Cleo Kirkland. Hey, I Cleo. used to work with Steve. <laughs> Good um, to at see Hitmonk you. Um, when he was slinging uh, slinging plane tickets. tickets. We were doing it together. Year. Good to see you. So, what has surprised you, good or bad, from in the last year from your competitors, Facebook, Twitter? in terms of what they've allowed to go on their platform? And same question for the Reddit community, positive or negative surprises. That's a good question. Let me start with the Reddit version, because <clears throat> this is the one I, I, I know the best. There's actually this paper, I, I, I referenced it um, a little while ago without giving credit. There's a paper that came out of Georgia Tech. Um, I forget the title and I should really know this, but it's, it's something about the community norms online. But what they did is they studied Reddit because it's publicly available, um, and looked at all of the community rules and the content that was removed. And they found that the vast majority of our um, communities removed, for example, hate speech. Um, and this was really encouraging to me, because this is something we've been wrestling with, which is how do we do this? Like, how do we scale this into the future? And so um, seeing academics uh, find this in Reddit and actually help us understand how and why Reddit works is really important to us. Because sometimes I think our job is less as like, product people and more as, as sociologists studying this thing that continues to grow and, and continues to do really cool things, we often wonder, like, why does this, like, this company was not well run for a long time. Um, like, we, why do we deserve to exist? And I think we deserve to exist because we reveal, I think, the best of people. And so um, seeing that validated by third parties was, was really cool. Um, as for our competitors, look, they are... <clears throat> I think wrestling with real challenges. And these challenges, I don't think were, or, or sticky situations, were not created intentionally or overnight, unfortunately, which means they can't be undone overnight. And, and so there's a, there's a process that I think they and we all have to go through, which is figure out, hey, now we have these real problems. How can we, you know, how can we solve them? And how can we solve them without undermining the value that these businesses actually provide people. Or maybe, you know, one, so, someone was, uh, I was on a panel last night, maybe these businesses aren't worth what they're worth. Maybe they're worth a quarter of what they're, if they have to do the things necessary and spend the money necessary to do the things to clean them up, perhaps their business model isn't so good. Perhaps. Well, I can only speak for our business model. And, and as I said before, the only thing that scales with users is users. Um, I, th I think if, you're, if, if we were to try to throw money and employees at it, that is a, a losing strategy. Okay. Uh, very last question. Is the Donald going to make it? If the Donald is a, if it is a digital version of a Donald Trump rally, um, I'm not holding my breath. Wait, I'm, holding, I'm not holding my breath. Okay. You're not holding your breath because then you die. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Steve Huffman of Reddit. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Steve, for coming on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. My executive producer, Eric Anderson, is at Erica America. My producer, Eric Johnson, is at Hey Hey ESJ. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you've shared it with a friend. And make sure to check out our other podcasts, Recode Media, Pivot, and Land of the Giants. Just search for them in your podcasting app of choice. 
Thanks also to our editor, Joel Robbie, And thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in then. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.